what's going on all my podcasters from Spotify or Anchor or any of the other uh, uh, outlets out there, I guess you can call it. See Jizzle and the fucking Wizzle. <clears throat> Bringing you another episode. I, um, I don't really, I don't know where to start. Um, I didn't really do a whole lot of research on, uh, the news or world events, but one of the things that I did come across kind of, uh, I don't want to say shocked me, but I guess that's the closest word. Um, anyways, I think that shit's going to hit the fan here soon. And when I, what, what I'm talking about is the Taliban in Afghanistan. Uh, there has been, uh, hmm, where should I start at? I think I need to smoke some weed first before I get started on this topic, because um, it's it kind of it all comes together, but it's a lot of different points. So, anyways, that's what I'm gonna do tonight. We are drinking on Michelob Ultra. I like drinking Michelob. Um, not that many carbs in it. Still 4.2% alcohol. Anyways, um, still gonna pack this bowl here, but anyways, the point is, uh, something's gotta give, you know, we, we can't just let the Taliban take over control and take over everything and let it go back to the way it was, because it'll be three times worse the next time around. And, uh, long story short, we did everything ass backwards. Everything. We should have, uh, evacuated all the citizens, civilians, uh, all of our diplomats and everything should have been evacuated before we withdrew all of our troops and let them, let the Taliban have our air bases. They should have blew up the air bases as well. I mean, they shouldn't have let them have anything. They should have blew up the air bases, all the weapon supply. Uh, as there, as that should have been the last thing that they did when they left. You know, uh, women and children out first. You know, important people out second. Uh, withdraw, withdraw our troops and bomb our supply and our bunkers and shit. And. Um, so now they've got all of our weapons that the Afghan forces had. Night vision goggles and different grenade launchers and, uh, you know, just different arms, different weapons, rocket launchers and all kinds of shit. Um, they've even got attack helicopters from what I hear. So who knows if the Russians are training them on how to use them or not, that could be possible, but anyways, the point is, now things didn't go according to plan, didn't go as smoothly as they should have, 
the United States is trying to bargain with them, trying to beg them to extend the uh, withdrawal of foreign troops. Pretty much asking the Taliban, give them another week or whatever. I don't know how long they're asking for, but they're pretty much saying, hey, give us a chance to get all these people out of here, you know, and we'll be gone. And now that the Taliban has all the weapons and has control over the airport and shit, basically, they're saying, no, we're not going to negotiate with you. That's it. You know, we're done negotiating. It's our fucking uh, territory now, and we're not going to negotiate with you. The deadline is the deadline, and that's that. That's what the Taliban is saying. And I think it's up to somebody who's got some balls to actually send them a message. Whether it's through a video, or whether it's a symbolic message through firepower, or if you just go over there and take over and do what you're going to do anyways without asking them. I think that's a more important message. So... But yeah, I think um, what needs to happen is the president needs to get a hold of the Taliban and tell them, you're either going to agree with these terms or else. You either give us an extension and you back the fuck off, or we're going to come back over there with twice as many or three times more troops, and we're just going to take over the airport again, and we're going to take over uh, Afghanistan slowly but surely. We'll just come back. You know, um, and that's exactly what I would do. I'd give them uh, 24 hours to get the fuck away from the airport, pretty much. Anybody who's Taliban, you better get the fuck away from the airport because we're coming there in 24 hours. We'll, we will be there. And if there's any Taliban around the airport when we get there, if there's any resistance that we meet, we're going to deal with it accordingly. So, there ain't going to be any peace talks anymore. There ain't going to be any asking for permission. You do what the fuck we say or we come back. So, we're not scared of you. You know, we didn't lose the war. I know a lot of <clears throat> a lot of people have been speculating, especially from other countries and shit, to say the United States lost the war because they just gave up. No, we didn't. We just got tired of fighting for something that we didn't need to be fighting for. But this, I think, deserves the merit for us to prove a point. We're going to prove a point by saying, hey, we gave you a chance to be peaceful. We gave you a chance to start your own government, to uh, make deals, and you didn't want to make a deal. So guess what? You, uh, this is where it all ends. We're going to be taking it back. It's really simple really simple. We've still got British that are over there. Um, they haven't pulled out yet. <clears throat> and even if they did pull out, I'm sure they would go right back with us if we asked them to get all these men, women, and children out of there. I'm sure they would. So the United States and the UK together going back in, I think is the best option. At least for now. At least until there can be some talks between the Taliban and the United States. And I think that these talks need to be over live television. And I think that we need to stop being pussies about shit. I think we just need to start telling them that this is the way it's going to be. 
you know, we're not here to ask you, we're telling you that you're going to do this or we're going to fuck your world up. So, and, um, like I said, it's a very simple, easy solution. If you were to take uh, 50,000 U.S. troops, not even that, I mean, 15,000 U.S. troops and 15,000 more British troops, I'm sure that would be a good start. And all you got to do is... Uh, They've got, a, they've got attack helicopters still over there, escorting jets on the runway. Uh, so I know they still got attack helicopters. And what they need to do is patrol the perimeter. And any Taliban that's outside of the air base or whatever that's a threat, the helicopter needs to take them out. Or they need to be radioing into the soldiers on the ground saying, Hey, we've got a hundred fucking Taliban coming straight towards you at the airport need to get ready you know when you have eyes in the sky like that you can definitely coordinate some shit you know but I don't know who the jackass was from the Department of Defense or whatever that says we just don't have that capability first of all he's a fucking idiot and he's a disgrace to what America stands for say that we don't have the capability to go in and rescue the people that we are obligated to rescue no man left behind and we do have the fucking technology to do it we do have the manpower we just choose not to and that's that's wrong there's still people over there that belong to the United States so <clears throat> if I was an American over there I'd, I'd be finding some guns some arms, and I'd go on a killing spree. I mean, I would just, every Taliban member that I see that has a rifle in his arms would get shot. There'd be no talking, like I said before, there'd be no approaching them, you know. If you're walking around with a fucking rifle in your hands and you look like the Taliban, and I was stuck over there and trapped, and I can find somebody to buy a rifle off of. It would it would be. I, I mean, it, it, the Taliban would be scared to come around there just because of me. So they say, no, we're not going to go down this narrow uh, alleyway because there's a guy down there that likes to kill people, and you know, he likes to change up his position every time, so you never know where he's at when you go in there. And uh, they haven't quite gotten, the Taliban haven't gotten quite good enough to have support from the air yet. You know, all their troops are on the ground. So yeah, if you found a little stronghold somewhere in a back alley where, you know, one minute you're on the balcony, the next minute you're behind a pillar, they could send in as many troops as they want. And... They end up getting mowed down. And even if they did eventually make their way to me, I could kill a lot of Taliban before they actually make it to me. So, 
even if you had a team of like four or five people, it would be non-stop coverage. While one of the guys are reloading, the other four guys are shooting. And um, so anyways, we haven't really ruled out going back. America still might go back. I think we should. I mean, there hasn't really been a lot of talks about it publicly, but I'm sure they're talking about it at the White House, you know. And like I said, it, it needs to be done. They could fly over the airport and parachute 15,000 troops right over it. And as soon as they hit the ground, there is protection for all these vulnerable people, you know. Um, and then if you parachuted uh, 15,000 British troops around the outside of the airport, then it would be double coverage. You've got protection on the inside of the airport, you've got protection on the outside of the airport. So, and again, send a message to the Taliban that you guys better head for the hills for at least the next week. If we see you poking your head out, before the end of that week, we're gonna kill you. I'm gonna we're gonna call in an airstrike on your location and we're gonna bomb that building that you're in. So don't even fucking try it. You know. That's what needs to happen. There's too much thinking going on about what we should do. It's simple. It's the most simple fucking solution ever. You gotta grow some balls. Period. And you need to let them know that you guys didn't take over shit. We just gave it to you. So, don't think that you're in control now and you're not going to listen to what the fuck we're going to say. Because it's really easy, like I said, for us to come back and take control. 75,000 Taliban and the, whole, and the whole Afghanistan is not a match for the United States military. So, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely don't think we need to be spending any more money as a country. I don't think that we need a full-blown war. I think what we need is some str some strategic strategic hard points that are targeted. Like the presidential palace. That would be the first thing that would get bombed gonna get flattened you know because the Taliban won't always take control of it so guess what if it's not there anymore you can't take control of any pallets um, and you might get a few important members in there whenever you bomb it so and five minutes after that we would we would have control of the airport as well so um, then we'd also have a bombing campaign going on spread out throughout the whole country where we would bomb every convoy that we've seen all those US Humvees and shit that were left over there and trucks and whatnot would get bombed so since you want to steal shit that's not yours we gave that to the Afghans not the Taliban 
So since you want to steal shit that's not yours, we're going to bomb you. And that's exactly what needs to happen. If not, they're going to just grow in force. And they're going to take over. And it's just not going to get any prettier. It's going to get a lot uglier before it gets better. So I see something definitely going down within the next two years. Um, whether it's <clears throat> the people that live there in Afghan, Afghanistan that have a armed militia group that takes over the Taliban or if the United States ends up going back over there. One of the two things are going to happen. And there's been a lot of talk here lately that uh, uh, there's, there's a anti-Taliban militia being formed right now as we speak. And supposedly it's in the Panjshir Valley uh, which is northwest of Kabul uh, in a really uh, rugged area of high mountains that you can't even climb on pretty much they're so steep it's you know there's not a lot of places for people to just sneak up on you you gotta climb through the mountains and cliffs and shit like that and there's not a lot of places for people to hide up in the mountain face either because they would be spotted pretty easily so um, unless they invaded the Panjshir Valley at nighttime with those night vision goggles that I was talking about earlier that could be possible everybody's guard would be down they sent 10,000 troops into that town um, then they could probably take the whole town over you know and it's the last stronghold for anti-Taliban supposedly well they say they've got three provinces that they still have control over but it's all speculation nobody really knows they say they have 75,000 Taliban but realistically they probably only have 40,000 uh, and who knows when that number was published you know by now people could have left the regime and said fuck this it's not worth it jump ship who knows but they said that they were sending hundreds of fighters to the Panjshir Valley to address these uh, rebels that are supposedly arming themselves for a resistance and the two people that live in the Panjshir Valley that have fled to the Panjshir Valley is Ahmad Musad and Amrullah Salah Ahmad Musad is National Resistance front leader he's like uh, the Department of Defense minister pretty much and he's also the son of uh, Ahmad Shah Massad, which was a commander who fought the Taliban in the 90s in the uh, Soviets. Um, Amrullah Salah is the vice president 
and he fled to Panjshir to form this anti-Taliban stronghold. And uh, but back to Ahmad Musad, he was nine years old, and he can recall when his father was fighting the Taliban and the Soviets in '98. 1998. He can remember that. And I'm sure that's got to be a really, um, it's got to be a really scary thing for a nine year old to see your family, your brothers, uncles, father getting shot at, you know, and that there's a possibility that you can be taken over and killed or, you know, whatever. <clears throat> It's, it's pretty screwed up that a nine-year-old would have to deal with that. So he got started at a very early age. He knew what a gun looked like. He knew what that, you know, sometimes you have to shoot people. Sometimes, you know, you might have to stab somebody. Uh, but he grew up seeing it at a very early age. So... Uh, I think that if they could mount a very good resistance, uh, that they could be really deadly to the Taliban. But I think that they need to get the fuck out of the uh, Panjshir Valley because that's where they think that they're at. And I think if they circled around to another territory that wasn't in the Panjshir Valley and kind of threw them off their trail a little bit, and they might be able to circle around and start taking over one province somewhere else. Because here's the thing, they're sending all these troops over to the Panjshir Valley, and if they got there and nobody was there, then they would call back to the, to the head of command and say, hey, we just came to this fucking valley and it's empty. There's nothing here, there's no resources, there's no people, they took everything and they left. And um, the Taliban wouldn't want control of it because, again, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's very remote. If they were to, you know, they can't use it for a strategic point, And it's way too far away out of the way to be a base. Um, so they wouldn't want anything to do with it. Anyways. Um. I think that they they should be feared. I think these two men should be feared by the Taliban. They're hardcore killers. These were people that fought in the war in the past in the 90s and they're thirsty for blood still. They're they're tired of these fucking Taliban members coming back and taking over their shit. And all they want to do is live a peaceful, simple life and live how they want to live. That's it. And they're getting really fed up with these fucking Taliban coming in and telling them, you can do this, you can't do that, you can wear this, you can't wear that, you can say this, you can't say that. They're done. They're like, listen, we're not going to fucking deal with this anymore. So, but I think that they actually need to... Uh, put this train into movement. I think they need to get these wheels spinning, get this train going. 
build up some momentum. The faster that train gets to going when they build up some speed, the harder it's going to hit, in my opinion. So, and the first place that we would start is the presidential palace. Because let's face it, for the past week or two, there has been somebody that's in high power of the Taliban that's, that's been at the presidential palace, taking pictures and, you know, whatever, hanging out around there and shit, just to prove a point. And, like I said, 500 people, 500 uh, resistance rebels stormed that, that uh, palace. It wouldn't take long for them to kill the Taliban members that are in there. The co-founder of the Taliban has been hanging out there. Uh, some of the generals, some of the higher-ups have been hanging out there taking pictures and shit. So yeah, you go in there, you kill off all the higher ranks, and you don't have really anything left but lower ranks. They don't know where to take their orders from, they're going to be unorganized, it's going to be complete chaos, and they're probably going to flee the area because 30 fucking Taliban members just got killed, you know, by this mysterious rebel force that just came in the middle of the day or middle of the night without you even knowing so just think about just think about the co-founder of the Taliban just sitting there having a cup of tea sitting there in his nice leather chair at his desk and a fucking RPG just blows the wall from behind him yeah he's dead yeah and then, you send in like a hundred mortars, and you just mortar the fuck out of the place, so anybody that's in there is going to die, period. Just shell the fuck out of the presidential palace. And uh, they're going to come out, or they're going to die inside. And as soon as they do come out, uh, yeah... It would be RPGs coming straight for their face. So, grenades being lobbed over the fence, you know. I don't think it would be that hard. I don't think it would be hard to do at all. I really don't. I think if you had a really strong uh, invasion, a plan, and... Uh, Put it into actual force. Didn't hesitate. I think it can go very smooth. Actually, I think it can go better than smooth. Like I said, we can take out more Taliban members than before. We can ensure that all these people get safely uh, evacuated. And we can make sure that the Afghans take control over it again instead of the Taliban. Um... Yeah, and there needs to be, like, a fucking wall built around the new presidential palace. It's so thick and so high that, you know, no RPG is going to go through it 
Nobody's going to climb it. Nobody's going to be able to overthrow the new government. So, there needs to be like 200, 250 troops there at that base, at that presidential palace at all times. If the Afghans take it over again. really simple. The Afghans go in with their rebels, they kill all the Taliban off at the presidential palace, they defend the presidential palace all while they're building a wall around it. Seems, seems like a simple idea. I don't know. I mean, I know Afghanistan is a uh, pretty poor country. 90% of Afghans make two dollars a day, two US dollars a day. But there's a lot of uh, masonrists and whatnot that live around there in that area that are Afghans that you can pay pretty cheap to do a pretty good job. <clears throat> so, I'm just saying, it makes sense to me, but it doesn't make sense to just sit around and let these people take over whatever they want, whenever they want, and get as big as they want. That doesn't make sense. So, I don't know. It, it seems like the United States is all talk here lately. I mean, that's why none of our allies want anything to do with us, and that's why um, no other foreign government is going to take us serious when we when we say we mean business. So, you know, the rest of the world would see <clears throat> if we went over there and took control back over and got everybody the fuck out of there. The rest of the world is watching. The rest of the world would see that and say, you know what? They did what they were supposed to do. They went back in. They recovered some ground. And got everybody out of there that they could. And, you know, uh, mark it as a victory. But instead, everywhere around the world is saying, oh, the Taliban... Uh, beat the United States, all they had to do was just wait it out. It's not that simple. But, you know, we wouldn't even, um, we would drop in at nighttime. If we were to go over there and invade Afghanistan again at the airport, and go at nighttime because there's no flights really leaving at 3 in the morning, I'm sure. I mean, compared to noon in the middle of the day. There's less air traffic, there's less people awake, everybody's asleep. So it's going to be really easy to go in there and see who's a Taliban member and who's a citizen. Because only the Taliban's going to be still awake. So, <clears throat> And it would be really easy. There wouldn't be any uh, civilian casualties. Because again, they're all at home, they're all asleep. Take control of the airport at night and by morning, 
start evacuating again. And uh, send out a uh, team, like I said, that covers the outside of the building. And if any Taliban forces come in towards the airport, kill them. It's easy. <clears throat> People don't know about easy, though. People want to make things hard. They want to make things difficult for everybody. Cause panic and chaos where everybody loses their fucking mind. Nothing ever goes easy. Just seems like life is more fun and more interesting when you have chaos that ensues. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, man. I really don't. But I can say that if we do go back to war, I'm really half-tempted to go over there my damn self. I, um, I'm just fucking tired of it. Tired of everything. Tired of all the bullshit. Tired of Taliban saying they won when they didn't. And they just won't fucking give up. And I see videos of soldiers that get pinned down on mountaintops and shit. While, uh, snipers are shooting at them and some of them, some of the videos that I've seen, these soldiers on the American side are like fucking idiots. Like, dude, get down, find a fucking rock, and start firing back. Look through your fucking scope and start firing back. It's not that hard. But you got this, this one video in particular really bothered me. Um, it had a soldier that was, like I said, pinned down on this mountainside. And there wasn't any other fucking American soldiers around him. Right? And I only know this because later on in the video he gets shot. And he's crawling around behind this rock and he's screaming that he's hit like 20 fucking times and nobody ever comes. So, uh, that's stupid. I don't see why they were spread out that much or why there wasn't more troops to cover. But... The bottom line is, this American soldier was running around on the cliffside. You know, you got a sniper sniping at you, and you're running around on the cliffside. There's no cover in front of you, you know, and you're running back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, instead of finding a higher ground with, with cover, you know. So, of course you're going to get hit eventually. But I can, I can comfortably say, you know, I, I've never been to war. I've never been in the army or the military. But I can say, if I was there, if I had the, that gun in my hands, I would make it count. And I'd be looking down those sights. I'd be looking through that scope like it was my best friend. You know, a lot of these soldiers, you see them firing willy-nilly shots from the hip, not even looking down their sights. I'm like, fucking come on already. So, if it was me, 
um, I think I would be a pretty deadly adversary if it comes to me going over there and fighting. And I'm not going to say that, oh, if I went over there, I'd, I'd, I'd be able to solve the world's problems and, and be a war hero, but they would probably know my name by the time that I'm done. So, I want to kill as much fucking people over there. I want to kill as much fucking Taliban that I can right now. No matter what. That's what I want to do right this second. If I had... If I had the guns and the armor and the equipment, and if I could get a plane over to Afghanistan, I'd really consider about going over there and being a uh, a mercenary. Um, because I'm just so tired of it, so tired of the fighting. I want it to end. The only way to end it is to claim victory kill the opponent and claim victory not just uh, be a pussy about shit and give up and which again I don't think we should have necessarily stayed there either I don't know what the solution was we didn't need to stay there but what we did need to do was get our people out of there first so Anywho, I'm just some average Joe living in America and wishing that I could go over there and serve my country. I've actually tried in the past and um, the military wouldn't wouldn't take me. You know, it was after 9-11 and shit. And um, the military wouldn't take me because I had a GED application, a GED diploma instead of a high school diploma. But whenever I went and auto-qualified for nuclear weapons for the Navy, I thought, eh, it's not going to matter. I'm so smart, that's not going to matter. But they told me that I'd, they couldn't do anything with me. Now, if we were at war and there was a draft going on, they take anybody and everybody, whether you had health problems or, or what, they'd still take you. So, I've done it in the past, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, and I don't have to go to war if, if a draft comes, because I'm the only son in my family. The only one to carry on the last name. But, I probably would. I probably would. Because, it just means that much to me. And it means that much to me because of all those soldiers that lost their fucking life over there. And all those women and children that were murdered in the process. It's a really sensitive subject. For the past two decades, we've been fighting these fuckers. <clears throat> and it really hits home.
to me. I'm 31 years old. And I can remember when the World Trade Center was hit. I was in, uh, sorry. <clears throat> I was in middle school, long story short. And I was in uh, history class. And it was early morning, about nine in the morning. Um, well, about eight in the morning, you know, you, you seen shit on the news. Like eight something. But anyways, I was, I was, uh, 11 years old. So... Being 11 years old back then and having this, uh, these terrorists come to your homeland and attack it, it really started me off with uh, revenge at an early age. I, want, I wanted to get revenge. I wanted the Taliban for what the fuck they did and I still feel like they didn't those innocent people on that that World Trade Center that got hit I don't feel like justice has been fucking served for them I really don't I think until we go over to Afghanistan and cut those motherfuckers heads off and put them on a fence put their heads on a stake I don't think there's going to be true justice until we know 100% that the Taliban's never going to come back and try that shit again there's never going to be justice for those people that's why it bothers me still to this day there's never going to be justice for all those soldiers that died you know young kids some of them probably 18 years old. And their whole life ahead of them. And for the military to say, they did good. They actually fought for a purpose. They fought for a reason. Uh, what they did was, uh, what'd they say? The government tried saying, <clears throat> what they did was worth it. And I want you to look these soldiers' family in the eyes and, and tell them that what their son or daughter did was worth it. Because I'm sure right now that they don't feel that way. I'm sure they feel robbed. They, they feel robbed from the government taking their child and killing them, basically. And then, you know, shitting on their grave, basically. 
You cannot look a mother in the eyes and say, your son did a real justice, did a real duty over there. That is a slap in the face. And then the same people that we were just at their throat are the ones that are sitting in the presidential palace, living it up, taking pictures, like everything's fucking hunky-dory and nothing ever happened. And the United States government is such a fucking coward to sit there and just let it happen. To just sit back and say, okay, yeah, you can have this. You can have these, these weapons over here. Oh, and by the way, all of the soldiers that you killed that were ours, eh, we're just going to wash our hands. That is the most pussy move that I've ever seen from the United States government. I want to be the next General MacArthur. I want to fucking go over there and single-handedly take these motherfuckers out one by one. And do it with, with, uh, with intelligence, with mind power, with cunning, with stealth, with no mercy. No mercy. Don't think twice about it. Don't think, you know, just fucking kill them. Just get it over with. That's what America needs to do. Stop being a fucking pussy about shit. Send your fucking troops over there. And, yeah, go door to door. Like we did whenever we took Afghanistan the first time. Go door to fucking door again. Start taking women and children out and, and putting them on trucks and sending them to the airport. And start killing the fucking Taliban that are in these houses that need to be killed. It's really simple. It's really simple to find out if someone's a Taliban member when you wake them up in the middle of the night and you see all their propaganda and their weapons sitting over there on the side and and uh, you ask them if they have ID and they can't identify themselves, they don't have a name it's pretty safe to say that they're a Taliban member so and all those people that they can't identify who they think, oh this could be a civilian but some reason he doesn't want to give us his name well then you're gonna go sit in a fucking prison until we get everything sorted out so Taliban members killed on the spot civilians that we think might be Taliban members you're going to prison until we can figure it out and civilians get released it's really fucking simple and like I said earlier the fucking defense minister or whatever that says we don't have the capability to do that. To go over and save all those people is a pussy. He's a fucking coward pussy. All of them. Anybody and everybody that is that is on the same boat is a pussy. So with that being said, I don't know what's going to happen in the next six months or a year or two years. But I really hope that the Afghan people can take back what is rightfully theirs. 
and actually claim a true victory. Otherwise, the United States is going to have to go in and claim a true victory. And I feel like it's going to be three times harder this time around because they've got uh, weapons and shit now, and they've got night vision. They can see at night now. You know, it used to be that we had the upper hand because we could see at night and they couldn't see shit. Well, not anymore. So. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be really, really hard. They've got armored trucks now. Humvees with armor and shit. So even the military, even the United States military would have to, I mean, they'd have to blow it up, basically. They'd have to form a whole new weapon, like a harpoon missile, to take out these fucking armored vehicles. Something that the Taliban isn't going to be able to get their hands on to take out our Humvees with, you know? I don't know. It's a toss-up. I'm just, uh... pretty emotional over the whole thing. Not that I'm sad. Well, I am sad for some of the Afghan people. Women and children and whatnot. They don't, they don't have anything to do with any of this. Young women that were going to college to be something... And, uh, but I'm mostly pissed. That's the main emotion that I feel right now is rage and revenge. I am just so pissed off right now. And it's crazy. That something can make me that enraged. But it's for a good reason. I'm not enraged for no reason at all. People say, we should have never went over there and fought that war to begin with. That's what people say. The United States should have never went over there in the first place. And... If I could, if somebody else says that to me, I'm going to smack them in the face. Because it's a disgrace to say that. We didn't go over there to dilly-daddle in their own, to dilly-daddle in the Afghans' politics. Or to try to go over there for oil. That's not what the fuck we went to Afghanistan for. So, we went over there because they fucking ran their planes into the World Trade Center. They killed American people. That's why we went over there. To try and take it over. To try and kill off the Taliban and prove a fucking point. Actually, it was Al-Qaeda back then. And supposedly, Al-Qaeda is killed off. It is dead. It's no longer a faction. Supposedly. Just like ISIS. ISIS is supposedly not really a thing anymore. It's pretty much died off. Um, 
Taliban is still around. And it shouldn't be that way. These are these are bad people, you know. There's no reason why good people should be getting killed and bad people should be surviving. You know, it just doesn't make sense. All those people over there are so poor. Like I said, they live off like $2 a day or less. They, they can't afford to, to buy protection for their family. and They can't afford to even buy probably food and water and shit that they need for right now. It's really, really sad. Man. I've seen a picture of a young Afghan child that had one of the airmen's jacket on and he was taking a nap in one of the back of the planes and that really kind of touched my heart you know because the military member didn't have to give that kid his jacket for a blanket but I'm sure that that was a long flight to America and sure that with all that chaos and shit that kid probably didn't have any good sleep so I'm sure that that Afghan child is going to grow up and he's going to still have that jacket and it's going to mean a lot to him you know that jacket wasn't just something for comfort that night. That jacket, 10 years from now, is going to mean everything. That, that little boy is going to grab that jacket 5, 10, 20 years from now, and he's going to look back, and he's going to think, there really are nice people out there. And, uh, this, this jacket means freedom and liberty. And he's never going to forget that. Never. You know, I can remember some things whenever I was nine years old or whatnot. <clears throat> I can remember bits and pieces whenever I was younger. And so if I had some traumatic events that were going on like that, I'm pretty sure I would remember them a lot more than anything else. And that's all that these kids and these people know. is chaos every day. They don't know what it's like to live free and be able to just walk down the street without worrying about anything. And No, I mean, they go to the market every day, scared as shit, worried, you know, but yeah, anyways, I don't know what else to really say about that, I just, like I said, I hope the Afghan people finally gain control over their land again, and I think they need to capture these Taliban members and publicly hang them for the world to see, but anyways, at 55 minute mark uh, 
So it's getting really close for me to having to get off of here and it's about 10 minutes till 2 o'clock in the morning. And I got a kind of a late start because I had to wait for this thunderstorm that came in in order for me to ride my bike home. So I got about an hour of a hour uh, later start than what I usually do and I'm pretty wore out, pretty tired. Still got to go in here and cook something to eat and uh, watch maybe a couple more videos or so before I have to go to bed. So, I've been trying to go to sleep a little bit earlier and wake up a little bit earlier, but that's not been going very well. So, I uh, should probably be getting to bed at about this time, usually, uh, in the future. weed taste amazing smoking on the uh, weed that I got from the dispensary still some of the uh, jet fuel gelato anyways I guess I'm gonna end up calling it a night like I said Gonna get something to eat, go to bed. Uh, I might make another uh, podcast tomorrow, but I'm not sure. It might be Thursday before I make another podcast. Uh, I don't know. So, if you don't hear from me tomorrow, you'll definitely hear from me Thursday. Even if I gotta make a small snippet telling you guys that you won't hear from me until Friday. <laughs> You'll still hear from me regardless. So, I'm gonna go ahead and end this live video or podcast, I guess I should say. Uh, and until the next one. Keep it locked here on See uh, Jizzle and the Whistle. Until the next one, deuces.